Welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. This is Maria Liberati. So what does food mean to you? Well, my special guest for this week's episode is David Page. You know, David, by the way, created that show that everybody's always talking about, diners, drive-ins, and dives. But if you don't know it, David also wrote this really interesting book called Food Americana. And uh, David's my special guest today. He's been a guest before on the show. He's going to share with us some interesting foods from state fairs around the U.S. And, uh, you know, the summer's winding down and there are a lot of state fairs going on. There's so much fun to go to and try all the different foods and all the different things happening. So stay tuned for that interview with David Page. And speaking of state fairs and interesting foods, coffee is my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite beverages, foods, beverages, I guess, but ingredient to put it also into lots of different dishes. And speaking of interesting foods, how about a chocolate coffee coconut brownie cake? Hey, I think that'd be a great food to have at a state fair. So is coffee good for you? Well, in a brownie, it is absolutely delicious. And here's my recipe. This is the recipe that I would take to a state fair if I was gonna have a booth at one of the state fairs. This is the chocolate coffee coconut brownie cake. And this makes a great picnic take-along food also. You know, for those end of summer picnics, chocolate coffee coconut brownie cake. So it's one half cup of flour sifted, one half cup of butter, and that should be unsalted butter, one third cup of sugar, one quarter cup of dried shredded coconut plus one tablespoon for topping. And I like to use unsweetened coconut, two eggs, two tablespoons of espresso coffee, two tablespoons of powdered instant coffee, one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, one teaspoon of baking powder, one tablespoon of powdered sugar, two tablespoons of bittersweet cocoa powder, plus two tablespoons for topping. Blend the butter and sugar with the electric mixer or food processor till the butter is soft and creamy and the sugar is well blended in. Add in eggs, five tablespoons of milk, then place in the sifted flour, a few tablespoons at a time, the cocoa powder, the vanilla, and the baking powder. Mix all till well blended. And again, you can do that in the food processor. Then place in the shredded coconut powdered instant coffee. Stir till everything is blended. And you're going to line a round inch pan with parchment paper and pour the mixture in. Bake in an oven preheated to 375 degrees for 40 minutes. In a small bowl, mix two tablespoons of powdered cocoa, powdered sugar, and the hot espresso coffee. When the brownies are finished, turn off the oven heat and leave the brownies in the oven. Place this topping on top leave the brownies in that hot oven for five minutes. Remember, the heat should be turned off, but it will still be nice and warm in the oven. 
After five minutes, remove the brownies from the oven, let them cool, cut into slices. In a small bowl, mix one tablespoon of the shredded coconut with two teaspoons of the powdered instant coffee and sprinkle that on top of each brownie slice just before serving. Well, this month is almost gone. It really is. I can't believe August is gone. But like and share this month's episodes for your chance to win some great products from Absolutely Gluten-Free. They have great products whether or not you eat gluten-free. You're going to really love their products. So like and share this month's episodes place a review on one of the podcast networks that you listen to and uh, share the review on social media and do any of those things and you'll be entered in a giveaway for products from absolutely gluten-free and a copy of one of my books from the basic art of italian cooking so uh, please like and share the episodes and also join my newsletter at marialiberati.com. And you can find all of the books from The Basic Art of Italian Cooking at marialiberati.com, on artoflivingprimamedia.com, and anywhere books are sold. So David Payne came back again, and we're so glad to have him. You know David as the author of Food Americana and creator of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Is that you did I get it. that right this time? I always get Excellent. Those mixed up. Oh my gosh, but a great show too. So I'm sure we all know him. And uh, we thought it would be fun because summer's winding down, unfortunately, but everybody's still taking advantage of this beautiful end of summer, early fall weather and having these state fairs. We also mentioned county fairs. So we thought it'd be fun to talk about the history of uh, the foods at these at these fairs. You know, it's always fun going to the fairs for the food, especially. But David, thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you. So, um, Tell us about some of the history of uh, of of the food at you know at the state fairs and county fairs. What types of food is there history well, of? Fairs started as local agricultural events, uh-huh. and the foods that were featured were those that were produced by the local farmers or back in the day, uh-huh. the housewives um, who particularly um, would compete with pies and such. Uh-huh. And over time, particularly um, spearheaded by um, World's Fairs, mm-hmm. expositions, the concept of bigger, 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 more extreme took hold. You know, if you look back to the 1904 World's Fair, Mm -hmm. it's alleged that every food under the sun, from hot dogs Mm -hmm. to hamburgers to ice cream cones, was invented there. Uh No, they weren't invented there. But in a time before the Internet and before television, when there were certain events that got nationwide newspaper coverage, Uh this was a massive trend to create work. So, yes, after cones appeared at the uh, the World's Fair in St. Louis, uh-huh. people started eating ice cream cones. Okay. After hot dogs uh, appeared there, 
people who had already been, uh, been eating hot dogs in many cases decided hot dogs were cooler than they were before. So there's been a tremendous um, history of state fairs creating or, or exacerbating developing public trends in terms of food. Yes. Now, back then, uh, an ice cream cone in 1904, that was a pretty extreme thing. Uh -huh. Over the years, the level of extremism, if you will, has uh, ratcheted up year after year. It's become almost a competitive thing uh -huh. because the, the, the earliest state fair food, cotton candy, for example, was invented in 1897. Wow. And it became a stand by at state fairs. Uh -huh. Corn dogs were invented. Well, invented, we're not sure. But the first patent to make corn dogs right. was filed in 1929. You've oh. got funnel cakes, oh, which even though they had been with us forever among the Pennsylvania Dutch or more yes. correctly, the Pennsylvania Deutsch, uh -huh. they first appeared at a fair in 1951. Oh, wow. Candy apples uh -huh. created in 1908. They weren't even supposed to be apples. There was a guy on the Jersey Shore uh -huh. who was trying to sell a sort of cinnamony um, glazed candy. And he decided that the way to best present it uh -huh. was to put it on apples in his store window. And go. lo and behold, the apple, the glazed apple, the candy apple, uh -huh. became a staple at fairs and amusement parks and boardwalks. I mean, the, the, the food of all three of those has pretty much moved in lockstep, although yes. I will say uh, at fairs, it gets more and more extreme. Yes. Over time, starting 20, maybe even 30 years ago, mm -hmm. state fair food went nuts. I mean, it was 20 years ago that a guy in Texas, well, it's not sure that he invented it. It may have been a guy in Iowa, but the guy in Texas gets the credit for it. Uh -huh. He appeared at the Texas State Fair with deep fried butter. Uh, and from that point, they were deep frying everything. They were putting everything on a stick. And by the way, the secret to deep frying all these things, like there's deep fried Coca-Cola, there's deep fried butter. Right. It's kind of disappointing when you hear how they do it. Yes. They freeze it, then ah, they coat it and they fry it. So right. the frying simply returns it to its original state. state. It's not like there's a soft bar of butter in there somehow surviving the, the right. deep fat experience. But once that started, the gates opened. We've been deep frying Oreos. Uh, we, we've been deep yes, frying everything. There's the, I've, I've seen those. It just amazes me. Everything, you know, when you're down the shore, you see all right deep fried Oreos I've seen and all kinds of cookies. Twinkies. And, Twinkies are good. Yes. And it, it, it gets even more extreme. I mean, th there are uh, deep fried hamburgers. There's If you can fry it, they'll come. They'll do it. Um, and then on top of that, of course, the, the big thing is putting stuff on a stick. Um, uh -huh. I, I, for the life of me, I do not know why people think that's really cool. I mean, arguably, the first item on a stick was cotton candy. Right. Um, or certainly the corn dog. Uh -huh. But now it's there's this kind of um, escalating arms race to see what you can put on a stick. I mean, I, I've got some <laughs> lists here. One guy at a fair did an Italian club sandwich on a stick. At the Minnesota State Fair, uh -huh. they do um, spaghetti and meatballs on a on stick. On a stick? Somehow. 
they they do uh where is this they 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 do um <coughs> pardon me they do hot dish on a stick oh, hot geez. dish is for the <laughs> pardon me for those who don't know minnesota it's basically a tater tot topped casserole <gasps> and the the standby in minnesota is the pork chop on a stick and i you know for me i i think i'd rather have my pork chops uh with a knife and fork but yeah. you know, look the thing—the thing, food on a stick you can carry around. Yes. So, arguably speaking, you can take it from booth to booth. That's but true. I mean, I'm lo I'm looking at the list of new foods coming into the state fair right. in Minnesota this so year. What's new? Anything? And on a stick, banana split on a stick. Okay. Um, well, that I could probably maybe see possibly. I, I guess. You, I you guess. Just, I think maybe you could just freeze everything together, maybe. But well, I'm I'm gonna go to I'm gonna be at the fair this year. And oh, there I, you go. I I want to find the spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the you got to take a picture stick. of that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's it, it's funny because the fairs, the the two big ones, the biggest fairs in the country are Texas State Fair and, and Minnesota State Fair, and they're both coming up in the next few weeks. Right. And the hype coming up to the fair mm -hmm. is in releasing the list of new foods this year that haven't been there before. And you literally, I was talking to some of the vendors who have new foods at the right. Minnesota State Fair. People make a list. They they take take the, the printout from, from right. what the fair released, and they go from booth to booth trying out the new foods. I mean, okay, Texas State Fair this year, among the new foods, they've got something yes. called pork shots. They take Texas smoked sausage, they wrap it with hickory smoked bacon uh -huh. to form a bowl. Uh -huh. They fill that with mac and cheese, and then they put a barbecue rub on the outside. Huh. Boy. Or they, they've got something called deep fried Halloween. This is, they oh. take a, one of those chewy pretzels. Yes. They put it in the fryer. Uh-huh. Then they cover it in candy corn syrup. Oh, my Top God. it with rainbow sprinkles and powdered sugar. Uh -huh. Then they pipe on orange and white buttercream icing, M&Ms, Reese's Pieces, mini Twix, Oreo cookie crumbles, and candy corn they top it with marshmallow whipped cream oh, and a reese's peanut butter cup as the crown uh, then there's more chocolate sauce candy corn drizzle and they call it deep fried halloween oh my gosh now that's clearly something you, you gotta try in, in minnesota let's see it's interesting because to become one of the new vendors you have to create something that the fair hasn't seen before. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so listen to this one. Uh -huh. Deep fried chicharron, that's um, pork rinds. Oh, yeah. Covered in slices of prime rib, uh -huh. nacho cheese, pico de gallo, and green onion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, th this yeah. is one. Bison bites. This oh, is a, it's a deep fried ravioli. Uh-huh. Filled with ground bison, braised fennel, uh -huh. portobello mushrooms, and fresh basil. Oh, How can wow. you go wrong? You know, it's uh, it's perfect. Oh. And you, you realize that the, the vendors at the fair uh -huh. can make a fortune. Oh, I'm sure. Minnesota State Fair goes 12 days. Uh-huh. The number one vendor there is Sweet Martha's Chocolate Chip Cookies. 
Martha had never made a chocolate chip cookie before she lucked into getting this spot at the fair. That's a whole other story. But what she sells is paper cones Uh or buckets, but mostly cones filled with small, you know, like miniature chocolate. Oh yeah. Mini chocolate chip cookies. Last year, her revenue before expenses, her revenue was $4.7 million. Oh my goodness. Wow. It, it's insane. It's, it's wow. just insane. I, I was talking to another vendor uh-huh. who, um, she's fine. I mean, there's, there's nothing unusual about what she does. Right? She says she makes about a million and oh, they'll wow. tell you what they make. Well, she brings in about a million. They'll tell you what they bring in because it's publicly released by the right. Because as part of their accounting, the fair takes 15. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's uh, sweet Martha. A lovely wow. lady tried to get onto the fairgrounds selling um, frozen yogurt, uh-huh. and they said no. Oh, but wow. one of her frozen yogurt flavors was topped with crumbled chocolate chip cookies. There you go. They bought from a supplier. They didn't make yes. The fair calls like nine and a half seconds before the year the fair is going to begin that year, and says someone dropped out. Uh, would you like a booth? And she uh-huh. says, great, we'll do our frozen yogurt. They say, no, we don't want frozen yogurt. How about those cookies that you top the yogurt with? So she and her partner uh, went into the kitchen with their grandmother's and their mother's chocolate chip cookie recipes. Uh-huh. And for the first time in their lives, they baked cookies and then they went to the fair and now they bring in five mil a year. So wow. How about it, it, that? It ain't you know, bad and that was, I, I had a question that was floating in my mind, but after you said that, I know the answer. So I was going to say, are there any foods at state fairs that like are a healthy type of a food? But no, well, no, that's, no. <laughs> that's not true. There, there is a growing attempt at at least giving a nod to it. Right. Check my notes here. There's a a vendor coming in this year for the first time in Minnesota that actually is going to do an assortment of hummus bowls. Oh, there you go. Now, um, they got one with minced beef shawarma, one with uh, uh, garlic, chili oil, kimchi. Uh-huh. And there's one with falafel. Falafel is obviously not. There you go, yes. You know, and then they have one with uh, with truffle oil. Oh, wow. Yes, truffle oil is is good for you. Um, There is a vendor who's doing um, a veggie item on a stick, but Uh it is a a veggie substitute for chorizo Uh turned into a corn dog. Oh, wow. I'm not sure I would call that particularly healthy. And, you know, as as much as people go for the insanity, Uh the the standbys at the Minnesota State Fair, the big sellers each year are chocolate chip cookies, cheese curds, which Uh in Minnesota is, you know, a big everyday item. Right. The French fry booth makes Uh a fortune, Uh Um, hot dogs and hamburgers. So it's not like everyone is only eating the insane stuff, but it's it's the calling card, if you will. The the fair Uh makes a big deal about that. Yeah. So the traditional stuff, it sounds like it's still really popular. popular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And and that hasn't changed. I mean, hot dogs are about as popular an item as you'll find anywhere at any amusement in the United States from from amusement parks to state fairs to ball games. And that's as basic as it gets. But all the press, all the publicity goes to these insane items. And, you know, it's 
I guess it'll just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Probably. And they probably have to keep coming up with other items so that, you know, they let them in. And if, if the state fairs are looking for different things, but you know, it really comes to mind. I was just going to say, if people want to get a taste of a state fair, if they can't go to one, you know, there's a lot of really fun old TV shows that you can catch online to uh, get. Well, you know, the old there's an old movie called State Fair that's out yes, there, there somewhere. Is, right? there. What's yes. that? Get, get, bring, bring in some junk food. Sit in yes. the den. Watch an old fair movie. There you go. I was just going to say State Fair. Yeah. There's a, there's an old series that is called The Real McCoys. That's out there. Oh, my and, God. Uh, I, remem I remember, remember that? that. Yes. Well, that's. Wasn't, wait, Walter Brennan was in that. Yes, exactly. And uh, it was in California. Probably they're like somewhere in farm country. So they I know they. There's a couple episodes where I think they were entering things in a state fair and the old Andy Griffith show. A lot of people probably know that Aunt B, she entered a few different foods in the state fair. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Bring if you can't get to a state fair, bring in your own, make your own kind of try, try to make some of the stuff David just well, mentioned and have a state fair type of an evening. Or most party. of the simpler stuff, you know, there are recipes online. You can make a you can make a corn dog at home. Now, yes, I'm not sure you want to. The one thing they say you can't make at home is yes. cotton candy. Yeah, cotton candy. exactly. That requires it, it. It can't be done. It no, be done. no. Yeah, but, that that would be it. Yeah, give it a shot. You know, you uh, could. You could. That's you all could you probably need. do like caramel coated apples, right? That candy or apples, candy coated. You could probably try yeah. that. You know, of course, popcorn. Well, hey, everybody lot, could do a popcorn. A lot of those, like, there's kits for candy apples and caramel apples. Yes. You you can buy. I mean, it's uh, here's some chocolate. Put it in the microwave. Okay, I could have bought some chocolate by the microwave myself, but yes, um, yeah. There there there's kits for all sorts of that stuff out there. Yeah. So I was just thinking of that. If if people can't get to a state fair this year, try to do like a you know a fun night. Watch one of these old TV shows or old movies. Uh, state fair that is going to a state fair. State fair especially, I think, is a really good experience and a traditional experience and make some of the foods. And uh, it, it's a really good, it's a learning experience too for a family. I think if you have kids to, uh, you know, for them to be able to see the movie and then try the food. So it's kind that's of a, a that, fun That's a great idea. Especially Definitely. in this time when we're, you know, the whole issue of hanging out with other people is uh -huh. controversial. Yes. Sit in your backyard and have your own fair. Ex exactly. I was just going to say, yeah, you can do that, you know, and and uh, have some of these shows playing to give it a little bit more feel. And there you go. You have your own little state fair. That's great, David. Thank you so much for for being here again and sharing that with us. And I know I'm sure we're going to have you back again because you have such interesting information in food Americana. I always say it, you know, I, I studied the culture and food of European, especially Italian foods, but I always said, you know, America has its own food culture, which I love the way you go into that in food Americana of our culture. You know, we do, we have such a history with food here that people don't realize. So, we sure do. And, and it's always a pleasure, uh, 
to be on the podcast with you. So yes, I anytime I would be delighted to come back. Yes. Well, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have you back again. All right, David, thanks. Enjoy the stay fair and enjoy the rest of your summer. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you, you soon. Too. And thanks. it's Food Americana, right? Food Americana. Amazon, Food Americana by David Page, anywhere you can find books. It's a great read, definitely. Thanks for listening to the Maria Liberati Show and happy, wow, September. Today's actually September 1st and August is just gone. But don't forget, you still have one more day to uh, like and share the month of August episodes and even this episode, like and share, review the episode and you'll be entered in our giveaway drawing for the month of August. Remember, they're products from Absolutely Gluten-Free and we're going to choose one lucky winner for a copy of one of my books from The Basic Art of Italian Cooking. And you can find me on Twitter at Maria Liberati, on Facebook at Chef Maria Liberati, on LinkedIn at M Liberati, on Instagram at Maria Liberati, on my Roku channel, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking by Maria Liberati, and on Xena Media, The uh, Basic Art of Radio Station. And I'd like to give a special thanks to my producer, Britton Roselle, this week's special guest, David Page, author of Food Americana. And I'd like to leave you with a thought. One of my favorite sayings by Ralph Waldo Emerson, not a saying, but a quote, write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year. Until next time, peace, love, and pasta.